My name is Dominique Drew, and this is The Art of Attraction, the premier podcast to elevate your relationships, your life, and yourself. I'm your host, Dominique Drew, an intuitive, a spiritual guide, and a seasoned expert in men's relationship coaching. I've used the methods in this podcast to completely transform my own life and relationships, and now, high performers in every industry hire me to help them do the same. Here, you will learn how to solve the issues in your inner world which keep you from real fulfillment, deep intimacy, freedom, and authenticity. Welcome to the next stage of your evolution. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Art of Attraction with Domini Drew. I'm so glad that you can join me for today's episode. I've got a great show lined up for you today. As I mentioned, my name is Domini Drew. I am your host on this fantastic journey today uh, into what ends up being our psyche, our intention, um, our, our authentic realness. This is really about... Uh, embracing, really discovering and embracing what's really going on under the surface uh, that's really leading you to uh, to what it is that you're getting in life, right? For so many of us, uh, this seems to be, you know, life seems to be uh, a mystery, you know? Um, uh, it just sort of happens the way it is. It seems like it's random chance, right? And yet for other people, they, there seems to be something that they've, I don't know, figured out, isn't it? Um, people who write on Facebook, people who, you know, seem to have uh, shit figured out in some way that other people don't, right? This, uh, this broadcast, this podcast is really about um, figuring out, understanding, you know, what, it, what that secret is. You know, why is it that some people have you know, seem to have a grip on things. And I'm not talking about people who are faking it, right? That's another, that's just another defense, right? Fairly common. Um, people will, um, you know, put on a front, right? To, um, uh, to sort of project what they wish they were, right? The sort of facade of success or of happiness, right? And, um, and that's, that's different, right? We had um, some very interesting callers on last week who um, were really pretty, pretty deep and, and thick into the, uh, the practice of that kind of uh, arrogance, you know, that kind of, um, that kind of uh, practice of uh, making oneself bigger, right? Making oneself sort of overblown in order to uh, not have to really connect in and feel, right? And uh, that's uh, a defense, right? Same as, as any other. And so, um, and so what we do here is really looking at um, what it is that's, that's, uh, that's holding you back, right? What is keeping you from being one of those people that seems to have it all, right? That seems to have um, figured it out. That seems to, um, that, you know, somehow seem to uh, have some some secret, right? That that the other people don't have. 
And so here, what I've done is I've really created this kind of space. And if you have questions about any of this, then by all means, um, go ahead and uh, call in to the show. I'd be happy to speak with you one-on-one. The number for that is 828-333-4686. And again, that's 828-333-4686. Now, if you are um, familiar with the show, then you know that I actually specialize in helping single men attract life partners through personal and relationship coaching. And, uh, you know, and so that's that's sort of where I focus the work. But the work itself, and I, I say this quite often because um, it's really it's really integral, right? The work itself is not particular to single men. It's not particular to um, dating or relationships, right? It's really about how we hold ourselves back from what we want. Okay, so the secret, quote unquote, that I was alluding to earlier, the the way, the reasons why some people tend to seem to have shit figured out and other people seem to not have shit figured out um, is really, really comes down to um, whether or not you hold yourself back from what you want. Okay, the people who sort of seem to have things figured out, they've just kind of cleared themselves in a way, right? They have... Um, They've removed their self-sabotage. And that is the single most uh, powerful place you can be, right? It really, really is. Because you naturally already want what you want, right? You naturally already um, you already have momentum to get the kinds of things that you want right? If you are lonely and you want a partner, then, um, you know, then left to your own devices, you would just go and you would meet that partner and it would be easy. Okay. If it's, if it's a struggle for you, that means you're getting in the way. <laughs> that's literally the, the, the truth of it. Okay. There's nothing outside of you that's keeping you from what you want. Okay. That's a really important. Um, it's a really important thing to know about life because otherwise it just looks like life is happening to you and you're a victim of it. And look, there's a certain amount of life that is, um, you know, that's just going to happen, right? Life, life will happen regardless. But it's different. It's, 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 it's a different uh, dynamic. You're in a different relationship in life when you're able to really uh, drop into it right? When you're really able to um, understand why you're getting what you're getting and how it's really all linked to you in ways that, you know, you may not even realize, um, then everything starts to sort of fall into place in a new way. You know, everything seems to um, take a different slant. You suddenly understand why life is the way it is instead of it just being a random chance right? You finally kind of, um, you're able to see it with new eyes and you're able to take more of a part in it. It's it's wildly empowering. I did a talk last night um, at uh, at a venue near here, uh, near where I live. And um, a woman came up to me afterwards and said, you know, uh, you know, we were talking a little bit about the, the, the process and what she was struggling with. And 
she, you know, mentioned her, what, you know, what her issue was. And I, you know, I asked a couple of questions and she had this moment of transformation, this moment of clarity. And she said to me, she, she was just this beautiful sort of look of realization on her face. And she goes, that's wildly empowering. And I was like, yeah, girl, it is. <laughs> you are not wrong about that at all. And so that's exactly, I sort of laughed when she said it because it was so, um, it was so authentic, you know, it was so sweet the way it kind of came out. And she really, um, she really wanted to, um, you know, there, there was this, this, this lighting up, like this sort of moment of realization where, um, suddenly she realized that she could, uh, she could, she was empowered, like, you know, what she does in her life makes a difference, right? As opposed to just being like, oh yeah, that, you know, sure would be great. Um, but unfortunately circumstances are what they are. Do you know what I mean? And so, and I've, and I've said this before, but you know, the extent to which you are, you know, unable or unwilling to take responsibility for yourself and for your life is the extent to which you are unable to fix it. Okay. So that's really, really, that's a really powerful thing right there. Because what we tend to do is we just, you know, we just let it, but we just accept what is. So every moment there's like this, there's this choice right? There's this choice to, um, to change something or to allow it to be what it is. Now, I'm getting a little bit more into some of the finer details here because, you know, there, again, there is an element of surrender, of vulnerability in life. Life is going to happen in some ways, but not in the ways we tend to take it, right? Someone might die, right? Someone might um, you know, not be able to hear you where you are. You want to be heard and maybe you can't be um, or it's not working. Um, and so, you know, that, that kind of thing is out of your control. What other people do, right, is out of, is out of your control. Um, and at the same time, there's this kind of like giving up that we do. So it's kind of this balance, right? There's a, there's a place where you can stand in your power. Here's who I am here's what I want. Okay. You hold that intention. Okay. You hold that. Here's what I want. And then you release attachment to it. Okay. Um, so the, you sort of, okay, here's what I want. Here's who I'm going to be. This is what I'm going to accept. This is not what I'm going to accept, but there isn't a rigidity to it. Like I must have this, or I demand this, right? When you demand of the universe, eh, it's not going to work out well. It's not going to work out well. Uh, it's not going to do anything, to be honest. You know, you're trying to force something um, in the, uh, you're trying to force someone in, in the, you know, in the act of like wanting what you want. And you're trying to force someone to be, you know, a, a different way. Well, if she would just hear me then, da, 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 da. if she would just stop doing this, if he would just be more, da, 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 da. all of these things are arguing with reality. Okay. Arguing with reality is one of the main ways we keep ourselves stuck honest to God. It is, uh, it's constant. I mean, it is just, um, you know, even in little small ways. Okay. Oh, I'm late again. I can't believe I'm late again. I shouldn't be late. Why am I always late? So the lateness is happening, right? That's the reality. And then the arguing with it, I shouldn't be late. 
Why am I always with the exasperated tone? What's wrong with me? Now I'm self-punishing. I'm deciding there's something wrong with me being always being late. I'm, you know, pushing that reality away. And instead, I'm trying to, you know, punish myself out of it. You know, show of hands on the podcast. How many people have done that and it actually worked? You know, like if you yell at yourself more in your head, (laughs) it doesn't fix the problem, does it? It doesn't make you any better. It doesn't make you any, um, you know, it, it doesn't solve the problem. It doesn't make you less late. Being angry at yourself for being late doesn't make you less late, right? So, and I did a whole episode um, of this podcast on, uh, on gentleness, okay? Because what we, there, there tends to be this harshness that kind of comes up in our systems, often towards ourselves more than anywhere else, to be honest. Um, and uh, and <clears throat> the self-punishing, what that does is it, um, it keeps you from moving on, actually. The intention of the punishing is, uh, you know, or, or it's actually not the intention, the what you mean, right, with the intent, with the, um, the punishing is to, uh, is to move it, is to not, not do that, not be late anymore, right? But it doesn't actually have that effect. Instead, you're trying to push away, you're trying to change reality uh, in a way that isn't quite right. So there is a reason why you're always late, okay? If you want to not be late anymore, you do not need to be late anymore, what I would do with my clients if somebody came to me with that. And a lot of stuff we work on is, is beyond working with women. Um, and so it's actually quite common. Um, uh, and so let's say somebody came to me and said, I'm, I'm just late all the time and I don't know why. It's like, okay, let's, let's look at that. And so what we'll do is we'll start by following the breath, okay? And we'll go down into the body. And when we go down into the body, um, what ends up happening is you shift out of your conscious mind, okay? The conscious mind is really where things get caught up, right? Where um, things get stuck, where you get into that hamster wheel, right? Of um, always having the same thoughts repeatedly. And that can go on for years, you guys, years, okay? Um, it can be really, uh, really damaging and really exhausting and... Um, and honestly, it's, it's just, it's incredibly um, defeating in a way, to be honest. And so, and, and it is endless. That's really the most um, significant part about this to me is that it's absolutely endless. So if you stick, if you, um, if you stay with the, um, with, uh, on the hamster wheel, then what will happen is It'll never, it'll just, I mean, it's a hamster wheel. It's a goddamn hamster wheel, right? It doesn't, it doesn't move anywhere. It doesn't go anywhere. And so you're just endlessly, you know, you can be locked in the same uh, anxious thought pattern for decades. Actual, honest to God, decades. That's how wild this can be. And it'll just never, it'll never, it'll never stop. You know, I have clients who come to me who've been angry about, you know, of the end of a relationship for 20 years. 20 years. How much longer do you want to keep going like this? You know, how much longer do you want to carry on? And so, um, you know, someone told me uh, something really great about about anger the other day, um, or uh, years ago, I suppose. Um, And that is anger 
is like putting poison in your cup and expecting it to hurt the other person. Think about that. Because they're not really being affected by your anger, are they? You know? They're not being, um, they're not being punished. Right? And instead, you're waiting for them, you know, you're trying to punish them, but really your focus is on punishing yourself. And so it ends up being this really sort of counterintuitive, um, you know, painful thing because, you know, and, and, it, and it just lasts and it just punishes you, okay? So that's, you know, and the, and the hamster wheel, the, the, the mind is, is the same way, okay? So how do you know that you're in the hamster wheel? So if you, um, if you, you know, keep having the same sort of, you know, process, the same, um, you know, thoughts, the same um, logic, right? You keep trying to, f- to figure something out, right? You keep trying to, um, okay, I'm, I'm just, I, I've almost got it. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to figure it out. Um, and you spend all this time, you know, thinking about it and trying to, um, you know, th- thinking about it and, and trying to, um, uh, trying to come to a conclusion. You're trying to get yourself out of the trap, but your, your hands are over your eyes. You know, you're in the hamster wheel. And you're running and you're running and you're running and you're trying to figure out why you're stuck on a hamster wheel (laughs) and why you can't figure the issue out. And you can't figure the issue out because hamster wheel, right? And so if there's any, um, and so if there's, uh, you know, if there's any aspect of your life where your, your thoughts seem circular, you know, where you always get anxious about the same things or you always get angry at yourself about the same things, these negative thought patterns, that's how you know you're in the hamster wheel. Okay, that's how you know that you are, um, that you're in something that you can't fix. And, and you have to understand that it's very seductive there. You know, it doesn't feel like you can't fix it. You're not an idiot. If you knew you couldn't fix it, you wouldn't hang out there. It feels like you can figure it out. You know, oh man, you know that my my ex and I broke up, and it was you know it's so painful, and I just gosh, I just I wish I could you know I'm trying to figure out what what went wrong. You know, and you're analyzing it over and over and over again, and you're hurting yourself. You're hurting yourself. That hurts you. And so. And so what, what's actually happening there, what, you know, what do I mean when I say hamster wheel? Well, those circular thoughts, it locks you in your brain. And, the, and the, the reason for that is because in your body, it hurts. The breakup with your ex hurts. It's painful. So you think about it instead of feeling it. Because in thinking, there's, there isn't pain. There's no pain in your thoughts. Now, you'll still cause yourself a lot of pain, right? The guy who was angry for 20 years um, was, is, you know, was in a lot of pain, is in a lot of pain. Um, but but the, the intention of going into your brain and thinking through something rather than feeling through it is a protective mechanism. It's uncomfortable in your body 
to feel the feelings. And so you naturally gravitate away from them up into your mind. And then you get stuck. It's seductive. It's convincing. You're sure that, you know, it's, um, you know, you're sure that it's, it's, you're going to be able to figure it out. You're going to get there this time. I mean, like, and it's endless. It's endless. Okay. So, um, and so those self-punishing thoughts can really be like that, right? This, this girl who came up to me after, um, after I spoke last night, um, and, and sort of had that realization, you know, she said, oh, I do this thing. I don't know why I do this thing. And I just, you know, I do this and it's stupid. I don't, you know, and she's and kind of going on and on. And I stopped her and I said, so, so, so hold on just a second here. So I also don't know why you do that thing, right? Rereading texts or something like that, okay? It was just a thing that she did that she wished she didn't do, right? We've all got those, right? So, so, so she goes, so I go, all right, so, so hang on just a second here. I also don't know why you do that thing. It looks, I've known her for four minutes. It looks very much like you wish you didn't do this thing because it hurts you. But you do do it. So right, so here we are. So the issue comes up. Now, first step, don't argue with reality. It is what it is. Don't read. It's not going to change into that. Those are two totally different topics. Change will not come without Acceptance. If you are arguing uh, acceptance, if you are arguing with reality, you will not be able to change your life. Period. Because you are delusional. Delusional. Okay. Not delusional, crazy. Delusional, like you think something's happening that isn't. You're arguing with what's there, and when we all do this, and it's delusional. Okay. So, you know, I don't know why I do this. It's so stupid. That's a really dismissive statement about yourself. I also don't know why you do this. Let's find out. But, but I don't know why yet. But I know that you do because you just told me. So I would start with maybe some, some softening. Maybe some acceptance. Some accepting of self, you know? Okay, well, I do this thing and it makes me, it, it causes me a lot of pain. I'd like to not do it anymore. Hmm, what a different statement. So now I'm not punishing myself for doing what I'm naturally doing. Okay. Now, if you're, you know, rereading texts that are, that are painful, then here's what I would do if it were a client who said that he did this, right? Okay. Let's dive in. Let's follow your breath down. Bring your awareness to your breath. Notice what it does. If you don't change your breath whatsoever, how far down your body does it come? Okay, does it flow in evenly from the left side of your body to the right? Does it flow in evenly from the front of your body to the back? And what you do <clears throat> as you feel into this, and you'll feel, feel this as you, if you start doing with me um, right now, is you will, your system will start to slow down. Okay? You will, um, you start to drop out of your head and more down into your body. Why do we do this? Well, we do this because in your body is, an, uh, is access to the subconscious, okay? You can access the subconscious um, via your body, honestly. It's like goddamn magic, okay? And if these, and, and the source of your problems is existing in the subconscious, okay? So, 
So what you're doing is you're sidestepping your conscious mind, right? You're sidestepping um, the part of you that thinks it can fix it. And that's really important because your, your mind, again, you're, you're in that hamster wheel, right? You think you can fix it, but you can't. If you could, you would have fixed it by now. If you could fix your problems with your conscious mind, if you knew what the problem was and how to fix it, then you would have done it by now. Now, let's come back to our example of the girl last night. So as far as doing the texts, right? She's interested in, or she, she wants to stop texting people. Um, you might say, well, I know what the problem is. The problem is she's sending texts and the solution is to stop sending text, right? Obviously, okay. But that's not actually the problem because she's got the solution to it in front of her and yet she's not taking it, which means there's something else going on. I'm doing X, X causes Y, and I don't like Y, but I keep doing X. Something else is going on. Maybe you're addicted to X. Maybe you're get something else, you know, maybe you're getting, you know, something else, uh, uh, you're getting something else out of texting people. There's something about you that wants X more than it hates Y. Do you understand? This is essential, okay? The shape of defenses is exactly this, okay? There's something I'm doing and I don't like it. How do I stop doing it? The answer to that is find out why you're really doing it. What are you really getting out of rereading texts? What is your body trying to get because it wants it, right? Or it's trying to do something. Um, And so, and so, um, and so, and and it it wants that thing more than it dislikes the results, right? If you, you know, really want a life partner, okay, and you're lonely, you come to me and you say, Dominique, I'm lonely. I want a life partner. Uh, you know, what can I do, right? Um, Great. Okay, good. That's something that you want. If, however, you had experienced, let's say um, your mother died when you were very young and your system interpreted that as, your system interpreted that as um, abandonment and was afraid that was going to happen again, and was so terrified that was going to happen again that you decided never to trust women again, never to open yourself to a woman, and that's all seated in your subconscious, then sugar pie, you are going to stay goddamn single. It's more powerful. It will win every time. The subconscious will win every time because if we look at that example, you know, when you were a kid, and I talk about this a lot on this podcast, when you were a kid and you had that experience, that abandonment experience threatened your life from your perspective. Okay. It's, uh, it looked like that was, you know, that was going to kill you or something really, really, really bad. And that takes priority in your system over what you want, over happiness right? So you, uh, you may want a life partner. You may really, really, really want a life partner, but, you know, even much more than that, you don't want to get, you don't want, you don't want to die. So this is what's happening in your system, 
right? It might just look like, oh, I just need to get out there more. Fuck that. You do not need to get out there more. I mean, you do need to get out there. Like, don't, you know, sit at home and, and you know, expect to have something fall on your lap. <clears throat> you got to go live your life. But you don't need to, like, there's nothing outward that you're doing, you know, wrong that's going to be stronger than, you know, that that's going to be strong enough to keep you single if everything else is in place, okay? It's always something under the surface, okay? And that's the good news, right? You just need to learn how to find it. And that's what I teach people to do in my course, in The Art of Attraction, right? So, and I call it The Art of Attraction because it's like, hey, what am I getting? What am I attracting? How do I take control of that? How do I, you know, develop that into... um something that I can work with, right? <clears throat> and so the art becomes, you know, what is it that I really want? You know, some people want think they want relationships and uh, don't really. Or they want relationships because they... Uh, want people to think highly of them or they are afraid of being alone or things like that. And look, some people can get into relationships, but, you know, with that being the reason, that's fine. Um, but there's there's already self-sabotage happening, right? You're already, it's like you're, if you're, you want a relationship for a Band-Aid, um, I mean, look, that, that won't actually, you know, I'm, I'm taking this back a little bit because that intention actually won't change the results. Why you want it doesn't matter so much. What matters is whether or not we're talking about a, a, a conscious desire or a subconscious survival element. That's what really keeps you from getting what you want, okay? is the fear of death, actually. <laughs> and it sounds funny to say, but it's, it's honestly true. It's honestly true. Um, you know, there is nothing that is not, um, there is nothing that, you know, why you, why you want something. I want to, um, make money so I can buy a yacht versus I want to make money so I can, you know, give it all to charity. That's not, you know, that's like a, a value, um, that's a, that's a value call, right? Like, oh, well, charity is good and yachts are bad. It's like, well, that's just, that's like your opinion, right? You're just kind of making that up. Um, so so the, the intention behind, you know, why you're saying what you're, you know, why you want what you want is, is not really so much relevant. Don't worry so much about that. What is relevant though, is what is happening in your, you know, what you're holding in your subconscious, right? That will, um, that, that is stronger. Okay, what are you carrying around that's stronger? And you can always tell, okay? You can absolutely always tell what part of you is strongest based on what your life looks like, okay? If you have a bunch of friends that you don't really like that much, okay? If you have a bunch of friends who you think maybe are like not super good for you, but you're afraid of saying no, okay? Let's say that's the scenario. If that's the case and they're still in your life, that tells you right there that your desire to not say no is stronger than your desire to not have them as friends in your life. You're always making choices, okay? You're always deciding moment to moment who you're going to be, 
right? Um, what your life is going to be like, what you'll tolerate, what you'll put up with, okay? You're always making choices. So you're, so the resulting life that you see before you is the result of all these little choices, okay? So if you're still surrounded by, you know, a, a, a group of people who aren't good for you, you're, you're, you're happier with that than with confronting them, okay? You don't want to confront them. You're not the type of person. That's fine. How much do you not want, you know, how, how bad are they for you? How much do you not want to confront? And if they're still around, that means you're accepting that, okay? If you are, um, you know, if you have a relationship in your life and it's full of drama, you are accepting that. You are letting that continue. If you are in a, <clears throat> a job that you really don't like, you are okay with that. I don't need to know you to know that that's the case. I know because you, you wake up every single morning and you go to that job. You might be bitching the whole time, but your feet are taking you there. You are asking your feet to take you there, which means you want to go to that job you hate more than you want to leave it. Does that make sense? So, so you can look around at your life and it will tell you who you are. I'm a person who will accept blank, fill in what your life is like here, and will not accept, you know, things that you've said no to in the past, right? Maybe um, you're okay if your, your um, boyfriend's kind of jealous, but if he cheats, that's not okay, okay? I'm this person. I'm the type of person who will date a jealous man, but not uh, one who is unfaithful. Okay. Um, I will be, you know, this, this person, I will be that person. So you, so, so you create this, um, fabric, you weave this fabric of your life and you create it and you're creating it every single moment. Okay. And all of this is divinely perfect. I mean, that's just the end of that sentence, but what I meant, <laughs> I meant that in a, in a less sort of, um, ultimate reality type of way, because ultimately it is absolutely perfect. Uh, and and there, there, there's a place that you can get to where you live from the awareness of that. And that is a lovely place to live. Um, but, but, you know, there, there's nothing wrong with any of that because you can just change your choices. The problem is that they're unconscious, right? They're in your subconscious. So if you're the type of person who is surrounded by friends who... Uh, you don't really like or who aren't really good for you and you don't like confrontation, you know you'd rather have those friends than to confront, right? The problem is you don't know that's why. You know, you just sort of accept it. You're like, oh, well, these are the friends of God, so I guess I'll just love them. And, you know, they tease me or they, they tell me they don't, you know, whatever, whatever. However they mistreat you and however you justify it, you need to know that it's a justification. You need to know that that is a choice. You would rather, you would rather not confront them than have friends who treat you well. Have people in your life who treat you the way that, that you want to be treated. This is so important, okay? This is, 
all of it. This is so, so, so important. When you, when you realize this, when you look at everything that you're, that's happening as intentional, not in like a, it all has meaning or everything's, you know, everything's the way it should be um, type of, of personal development type of way. I mean, more like just because you don't understand why you have what you have, it's a lack of understanding, not because there's no reason to it. And I can say that with a shit ton of confidence because I've done this work for 15 years and there's never, ever, ever been something that happened that did not have an excellent, very logical reason behind it that I just didn't understand at the time. And I don't just mean me, I mean the hundreds of people that I've seen go through this process, right? So when you do realize this, right? When you do... um, When you do realize that the that your life is a series of these choices, and that that's within you know within your control to alter once you understand it, suddenly there's this whole shift, right? Suddenly you are empowered. That's the definition of empowerment, right? That's what this girl was talking about last night um, when she was like, wow, that's so empowering. Yes. Why do you look at texts, you know, reread texts when you don't like it? I don't know, but we can find out. I have a process to find that out. And when you find that out, you will know. And then you can challenge the underlying belief that's causing you to do that. And then not only can you stop rereading text, you won't want to anymore. This is like, I don't know if you guys have ever been like smokers and um, uh, and use hypnosis. You know how you can use hypnosis to, to stop smoking, right? Well, the way that works is you literally reprogram your brain. You, you hypnotize your brain to not want to anymore. Okay? Now, I had a, a, I got um, certified in, in NLP and neuro-linguistic programming um, in uh, London a few years ago. And my teacher told this very interesting story. She'd been a smoker and she had, um, she had asked, uh, uh, or she had used, used hypnosis to fix it, right? And, um, and she she told this very interesting story that I thought was, was quite enlightening. She goes, so you, so I, I went to hypnosis and sure enough, I did not have a desire for cigarettes anymore. I just didn't really want them, right? And through not wanting them, um, she, she, she comes out of it and she's like, okay, like this is, you know, this is uh, awesome. I don't want this anymore. And then she decided to go and have a cigarette. Okay. Now, you know, she didn't, she didn't need to, right? There was no, there was, um, there was no need for the cigarette, but she, you know, she wanted to try it. And of course she loved it. And so she went back to smoking again. So the reason why I find this so significant is, you know, two things. So I'm, I'm, I'm coming to this from this idea of, um, you know, when you solve the problem completely, you won't even want to do that anymore, 
Okay. Um, guys come to me because they're like, I'm always attracting the wrong women, right? I'm always attracting women who cheat or who, um, you know, can't take care of themselves or who bring a lot of drama or whatever it is your relationship pattern is, right? And, um, and so, you know, when you find the underlying pattern, you'll find the underlying belief that's drawing you to those women. When you, when you address that and you absolve it, you're no longer, you don't want those women anymore. That's not attractive to you. You're no longer pulled in that direction, okay? So um, the, the smoking, so it's, it's kind of a similar thing. It, it cured her desire to smoke, okay? Um, and with smokers who want to quit, that's the problem, right? Why, can't, why do I keep rereading texts? Why do I keep smoking cigarettes? I don't want to smoke cigarettes, and yet I can't stop. There's a physical addiction there, so that's um, a, a little bit different. But, you know, as far as the, you know, once it's, once it's healed, it's like, okay, the, the hypnosis happens, you no longer have a desire for cigarettes. The other part that I found really interesting about that story is, you know, it's really about attachment, right? What you're asking me when you say I've got X problem and I want to solve it, what you're really asking me is I'm attached to this thing and I want to detach from it right? I'm attached to loneliness, to not enough money, to abusive relationships, to um, uh, um, being unfulfilled, right? You're attached to this place where you are. And I say you're attached because otherwise, if you wanted to change, you would just change, right? If there's something that if there's some place you want to be, um, and you can't get out of where you are, you're stuck, you're attached to where you are, right? Well, you want to smoke, uh, or you want to stop smoking, but you can't stop smoking. You, you, you know, you're attached to it, right? the, to the desire, right? You get hypnotized, you no longer have that desire anymore, okay? But, but it's really also coming back to this choice. So yes, I can detach you from that, um, uh, from that attachment to where you are. You know, I can, I can allow you to move. Um, but if you decide you want to come back, you will come back, you know? Um, the desire will be gone. The attachment will be gone. But again, it's that choice. It's like, oh, I don't know. You know, maybe I'll, you know, there is some drama, but it wasn't so bad before. Maybe I'll go back to it. And so you sort of seek attachment towards something that's not um, good for you, right? And, uh, and in doing that, you will perpetuate the problem, okay? You will... Um, you will pull yourself back. Now the work, the work that I do is is permanent, right? It is. It's completely, um, you know. Again, the the desire is gone. You won't feel attracted to things that you, you know, to where you were before. You will feel attracted to something new. I think I will actually, yeah. I think I'll meet someone great, and then you go meet someone great. You know, when you're not uh, pulled pulled into the drama, right? Of uh, you know, oh God, you know, I've been in these places and I'm here and I, I don't know how to get out. I've been lonely for so long and I'm probably not good enough. And, you know, all of these things are, are creating where it is that you are, right? Um, they're enforcing it. You're, you're, you're deepening those 
neuropathways, the habits, the patterns. And so, and so in, in that, in that uh, example where she went back to see if she could have a cigarette, it's, I'm real, I realized as I started telling the story that it's, I, I was talking about two, two separate things. That's why I was trying to kind of clarify there. It's the same story, but it meant two different things to me. Um, you know, she, she, went, she went back. She was like, maybe I'll just try and have a cigarette. Her body still loved the cigarette. She just solved the problem of her mind, right? Her mind couldn't, couldn't let go of it, but she still enjoyed it, right? So she had to do the whole thing again. Um, uh, but, but in my work, it's really, it's about not needing to be in that place anymore. If you're attached to, you know, anxiety, if you're attached to feeling not good enough, then you will, you know, there needs to be a, a willingness to let go of where you are. And that might seem obvious or easy because where you are, where you are may not be satisfying for you. But actually, it's really not so much. Um, because to let go of where you are now, you need to risk the unknown. Does that make sense? You need to, um, allow yourself to open and kind of, you know, psychologically on, on deep levels, it's, it in many ways feels like sort of jumping off a ledge and not just l- jumping off a ledge, but jumping off a, you know, off a ledge into an abyss where you can't see the bottom. That's what it, it literally feels like to your system to let go of a A, a, a pattern, a um, mindset, a, an energetic structure. Um, they exist on multiple levels, a, a way of being that you've always been. And if you don't do that, then nothing shifts. Nothing moves. You need to detach from where you are in order to move someplace new. Um, there's that little... Uh, you know, saying this as if you want, uh, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten, right? Um, and, that, and that's, this is why that's true, right? Um, you need to become the person you want to be before you see the results from the world around you. You need to... Um, let go of who you are before you can know who you're going to become. It's a powerful place though, guys. You know, this is wildly empowering because, um, you know, and, and it, it, it might be scary, but again, going through is, uh, is, is life-changing. It's really life-changing. This is a process that I've done probably, probably a thousand times, you know, certainly many hundreds over the last, you know, decade and a half because it works. <laughs> I kept doing it uh, because it works so goddamn well, you know? So what I want to leave you with today is really starting to look underneath the surface, okay? If you're finding yourself hamster wheeling, come down into your body, follow your breath down, stay there. Don't take two deep breaths and be like, that didn't work very well and leave. Stop it. How important is this to you? Drop into your body. 
follow your breath down. What's there? That will get you out of the hamster wheel every single time, out of that mental twisting, turning, you know, not, not going anywhere mentality. Okay. Um, and, you know, be aware of the self-punishment. Okay. If, um, you know, if there's something that you do that you don't like, instead of resisting against it, fuck, I wish I didn't do that thing. God, what's wrong with me? Self-punishment. Instead of that, um, come down, you know, gentle. Hmm. I wonder why I do this. If you do it, assume there's a reason why. If there's a reason why, you just need to find it. Okay? You just need to find it. If something is that seductive, something that, that, that hurts you, something that you want to stop and you can't, then there's a reason for it. Something in your system wants something very important out of that experience. Okay? It's not serving you. Great. You can change it. The way to change it is not to fight against it or push it away, okay? Self-acceptance is wildly important here. And it's not just self-acceptance, it's acceptance of, of reality, right? Um, you know, uh, the, the reality is something is drawing you to a place where you do something that you don't enjoy, okay? Some part of you enjoys it, right? You're getting something out of it. Look for the place where, um, look at what you don't, at, at the situation in your life that you don't like and see what you do like about it. This is incredibly powerful. Um, guys are like, man, I just can't, I can't meet anybody and I, I don't know what's wrong. Okay, all right. So you're single and you don't want to be. Yes. Okay, great. What do you like about being single? Ugh, nothing. It's always the first answer. Nothing. Okay, if there were something, what would, they, what would it be? And this is a big shift right here because they'll start to think, they're like, well, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's, you know, it's, it's safer. Oh, what's unsafe, what's unsafe about getting into a relationship? I remember in a relationship is what this person wants. Well, you know, I guess, I, I, you know, there's no chance that I'll be left. Oh, so. Here we are. Here's what you want, a relationship. Here's what you really fucking don't want, to be left and abandoned and die alone. And if that's underneath the surface, it wins every single time. So, what is it that you don't want? Right? I don't want to be single anymore. Great. What do you like about that? What do, you, what do you like about being single? Find something. Imagine there's something there and find it. Okay? And, 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 and in there, that is the place where you will find what's keeping you stuck. It, it, whatever that is, it's stronger. And it will be something baseline, like I won't be left, you know, safer, um, uh, I won't let someone down being disappointed. I won't be disappointed. I want a great love, but I don't want to be disappointed. Whew. Okay, that'll keep you single. And so the way these are structured, um, they, they, you know, you, you can see exactly 
imagine for just a moment, look around in your life and imagine that everything is as exactly as you want it. Exactly as you really want it. Not what you think you want, but exactly as you actually want it. And start there. Hmm. I keep texting and uh, it, it, it causes me unhappiness. Okay. Let's imagine that you want that. What, what do you like about it? Right? Look around your life. Imagine that everything you see is exactly the way you want it. Now you just need to find out why. I'd love to hear your feedback on this. If you want to uh, post on my Facebook page, I would love to hear from you and, uh, and see what you came up with. So feel free to reach out about this. I'm going to go ahead and end things here. Thank you so much for joining me today. I've really had a great time sharing with you. Um, this podcast is available at dominiedrew.com forward slash podcast on any of your major uh, podcast, podcast networks, podcast players. Um, feel free to download and subscribe. And if you'd like to find out more about me, please visit dominiedrew.com and you're welcome to reach out to me and uh, we'll find a way to connect and I'll see how I can help. I'm looking forward to speaking with you. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining me for this episode of The Art of Attraction. This is Domini Drew signing off and reminding you that if you love this podcast, please hit that subscribe button, rate us five stars, and most importantly, share this episode with someone you know needs to hear it. See you next time.